0: surviving lockdown an essential business podcast from mark rise voiceovers hello thanks for listening sarah naylor is an entrepreneur coach and author who runs the recruitment agency naylor george recruitment and her own coaching practice her aim in life is to encourage and support others in aligning their talents and passions with their careers so that they never actually work a day in their life again ultimately living a healthier and happier life. I think we all want that. Sarah joins me from Nottingham. Hi, Sarah. Hi, how are you? Yeah, good, thank you. Firstly, on a personal level, are you managing to stay positive during lockdown? Oh, yes,
1: always. That's my mindset. I'm very positive, very upbeat, and actually look at this as quite an exciting opportunity. I know it might not resonate with everybody, um, but certainly for me it's been... uh, it's been great because it's actually given me the permission that I've kind of needed for a long time just to stop and do it. Well, I say stop and we'll obviously touch on that in a bit. But no, I've, I've really been embracing it at full throttle. So it's been great to, to do lots of things that uh, I've been wanting to do for ages.
0: Can you tell me about the business before lockdown?
1: yeah oh no, absolutely yeah i mean I've, I've been really really busy with uh my recruitment business and we've had sort of tents out and we've got interviews lined up we've got vacancies on we were busy sort of working you know on recruitment um i'd just been away actually uh, on holiday to tenerife as it was the uh, it was all sort of starting to happen if you like and um, within a week of coming back it was um plug was pulled <laughs> so yeah, you know, it really was business as normal to It's not happening anymore.
0: So how does recruitment work during lockdown? If it does, are companies recruiting at all?
1: Well, to be perfectly frank, in the sector that I work in, uh, which predominantly is either finance, accountancy, I do a lot of bilingual recruitment within the customer service credit sectors. uh, It really has sort of ground to a hold you know realistically apart from sort of your delivery drivers and the likes of amazon you know your, your key workers as they're called now you know sort of the delivery drivers that's not my sector uh, so yeah there's really nothing <laughs> much happening so much so that you know where we've bought in advertising from the major job boards we've we've made arrangements with them because you know you don't have to be paying for something that you're not using, and we pay for a lot of advertising and job searches per month that you know you you're not actually utilizing, so yeah ground to a bit of a halt really generally
0: It's said that we're going to see possible unprecedented levels of unemployment as we come out of lockdown. What do you think the recruitment industry can do to to help that or or facilitate that?
1: well, to be perfectly frank, yes, things will change i mean there are always going to be opportunities because there are always people who are retiring, going on to maternity leaves. there are always people changing jobs or relocating, there's always going to be movement and wherever one door closes another door will open and what I've really seen within my network of sort of entrepreneurs and business people, etc., from a from a smaller perspective, there's a huge amount of energy and creativity and collaboration, and I think there's going to be a lot of that happening. There's a lot of sort of inter, say, intercommunication going on, and I think you'll see a lot of new stuff born out of what's been left, what's been shed, what's been changed, because every, as one door closes, another door has to open. So. Yes it will change the format things will but things will evolve in a different way.
0: Now you've written a book about manifesting your dream job is that possible?
1: Absolutely. Yes, I've done it on more than one occasion. And what the the, the essence behind it is, is really spending time and focusing on yourself and understanding what it is that makes you tick, what makes your heart sing, working on yourself and your CV in such a way you get real clarity about what it is that you love doing and you want to do and having a bigger picture in place and then being aware of and understanding the opportunities as they present themselves and taking action. Once you've gone through that whole process opportunities will present themselves to you
0: surviving lockdown remember if you're a business owner and you'd like to be featured on surviving lockdown just email voiceover at mark so sarah what's the worst thing about lockdown for you business or personal
1: oh um the worst thing for me i don't tend to look in worse things but is there a worse thing? I guess the kitchen never seems to stay tidy because I've got my son living at home with me. (laughs) (laughs) You tidy it in the morning, you go back and go, there's crumbs, there's this, there's that, there's the other out, Um, but do you know what, he's spent so much time away, uh, working away or being with his girlfriend um, over the last two or three years, it's been quite nice having him around and being able to support him with his business.
0: Silver linings, I guess.
1: Yes, absolutely. You you get overdone strength, so it's it's just looking for the positives. I mean, business-wise, obviously not great when your business completely flatlines.
0: Are you going to need to take advantage of any of the government's financial packages? Are you able to do that?
1: Um, I was able to take advantage of – well, it came to me, actually, because we didn't have to do anything about it, but being a small business and not – Paying business rates, Uh, we were eligible for the £10,000 grant, and the authority, our local authority, called me within that first week, and the money was in the bank, and it was just, it was just so easy that I didn't have to do anything, and so I'm really, really appreciative of that money because that's going to keep me as a small business going for that bit longer, along with taking advantage of the mortgage break, which means I can take less out of the business and keep more money in the business to keep it ticking over and not paying my mortgage. So yes, I've taken advantage in that respect. Yeah.
0: What happens after lockdown, Sarah, do you think whenever that is?
1: I will deal with that when it arrives. <laughs> I'm very pragmatic. I, uh, I deal with um, the cards on the table on the day they arrive. But there's no point worrying about what's going to come because you can only deal with it on the day.
0: But yet you strike me as much more of a planner than that.
1: Mm, well, it, it's, a, it's a loosely threaded plan. I know where I want to go and I know what I want to do and I'm aware and trusting the process that I will get there through all the opportunities that present themselves to me and all the activity that I put in, um, and I'll adjust and adapt accordingly. And if it suddenly comes to the point where I've got to change my business model again, I'll change my business model again. But right now, I say I'm embracing the opportunities as they are, rather than sort of pro- rather than putting any sort of worry factor into when's it going to change? What's going to happen? All oh dear, I'm just, you know, embracing every day we've, we've
0: got. Do you think business will ever go back to the old way of working or is now remote working and all of that? Part of the landscape forever.
1: I hope it doesn't go back to the way it was because the whole reason for this happening is that it was meant to make us look and reflect and change the way we work. And talking to a key client of mine a couple of days ago uh, who've got a lot of their, well, all of their staff working from home and then looking at moving the staff back into the business they're looking and these are office staff so we're not talking sort of manufacturing or anything like that and sort of shop floor they're looking at putting them onto a rota basis of working from home working from the office and that's got to be a great thing for the staff because it means they're going to have the opportunity to um, work from home which could be less childcare less travel costs which puts less traffic on the roads so there's more flexibility and You know, that's a very forward-thinking company that I, I work with anyway. However, there are other businesses that over the years have gone, oh, no, oh, no, 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 we can't do it that way. You can't work from home. And there's been people that have been employed that have wanted that flexibility, whereas this has now been forced upon the employers, and they can see it can work because they've had to make it work.
0: Are you confident that business, and certainly the recruitment business, will pick up to the same level or more by, say, the end of 2020? No. (laughs)
1: No, I doubt it very much. I think it's going to be quite a slow process. So, you know, whereby there may be some recruitment picking up, it may be pushed that the businesses are recruiting directly. But invariably, where an agency comes in, we've got opportunities, we've got databases, we've got contacts, we've got ways and time to actually resource. It actually is more cost effective to use an agency than to have somebody, you know, in HR who could be then focusing their efforts on to doing all, I mean, there's so much complexity related to all the furloughing for a starter. You know, it's a whole minefield because it's, it's, it's charting new territory every single day. Um, then I would imagine there's going to be a lot of business for lawyers moving forward as well because there's going to be a lot of people out there going, afterward. <laughs> so this is going to be changed. Of course there is. Um, but it's, it's not going to get back to where it was overnight. Um, and it's just going to, people are going to have to build confidence up and start, you know, just being brave and recruiting, but they're gonna to have to sort of get through this period of getting back into a rhythm of working to a start and building up those relationships with their, their client base and their customers and, you know, the whole the whole supply chain for things to start moving fully again.
0: Sarah, it's been fascinating to talk to you. Thank you so much for joining us. You're very
1: welcome. Thank you for having me.
0: You can contact Sarah through the website at www.naylageorge.co.uk. Surviving Lockdown. Surviving Lockdown is produced and presented by Mark Rise, a multi-award winning voiceover artist and TV presenter for more than 30 years. If you'd like to be featured on the podcast or are interested in voiceover for your business video, e-learning or telephone system, simply email voiceover at markrise.com. Surviving Lockdown.